I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Hey, welcome back to another edition of This Might Help with Matt Bronger, the advice podcast that doesn't know why it gives advice, but it's a fun hook and lets me have exciting, engaging, and uh, hilarious guests on. I book this whole thing myself, and sometimes it's a pain, but I also like the freedom and the control. Uh, Today, I have a a guy who I've never met face-to-face, but I think we have an engaging repartee online. And I'm a big fan Whoa. of his uh, his creative and critical voice. Uh, you might know him from uh, the exceptionally po- uh, excuse me exceptionally uh, popular podcast, uh, uh, the King Cast, which focuses on a certain author who you know goes without saying. Uh, please welcome Scott Wampler, everybody. Hello, how, how are you doing are today, you, Matt? Oh, living the dream, as yeah. as I'm sure you are as well. Mm-hmm. Do you feel, uh, I wanted to ask you, you, you have, you have a, a ton of credits. You not only are, are a creator, but you're also a critic of, uh, of film and of books, perhaps. Yeah, casual. Like, let's say. Yeah, uh, ca- casual. I bristle at the idea of being a, a critic or, or a journalist. <laughs> like, <or you're- laughs> I am absolutely n- neither of those things. That's fair. You're a fan. Let's yes. Say. Yes. I'm just, I'm just real mouthy. Is the thing? Okay, really. I'm mouthy fan. I'm professionally mouthy. That's, that's my a, job. That's a that's a good way to put it because I, I feel like we we all have our our opinions on the things we love uh, art wise, sure. and uh, that is that is a, a good way to put it because I, I I certainly could not uh, conceive of myself making any uh, sort of living or calling myself a critic. Uh, that sucks. Just I'm yeah. just too much of an enjoyer. You know? Doesn't seem to be a lot of money in it, and also just seems to be. Uh... A real disastrous profession to be trying to get into these days, along with like, you know, blogging online or or doing any of the stuff that I did before I did the the podcast. It's seems like a more of a dead end now than than ever. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's why the the podcast has blown up and why it's one of my it's definitely in my top 10 rotation of podcasts. Thank you for that. Of course, of course. I just enjoy. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the subject matter and of the the genre, but also I I just like how the two of you kind of go back and forth about stuff, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and never you're very open to other people's perspectives, which is oh, totally kind of my my keystone in terms of anyone who's a, who's a who's a fan of things. I, I really bristle at anyone who's like. Well, we all know how it how it should be, right? Because I'm like, oh, to be the Catholic Church, stop. <laughs> right. Um, that's that's uh, one of the most interesting things about doing the show is hearing the perspectives that other people are bringing to Stephen King's work, and um, you know, very often they're they're not the same as my opinion or my co-host Eric Vespi's. Um, in fact, we've had some people on who have had experiences with specific Stephen King works like either books or, or movies that are so intrinsic to them that no one else could have come up with that specific take. Like we had Damien Eccles on the show. He, he read the gunslinger like 22 times on death fucking row. Like find me another guest who can, you know, deliver that sort of take on the material. It's, um, it's been really enlightening and, uh, massively entertaining. To, no, just to fun. do it it's yeah. all fun I, I i really haven't had a guest where i'm just like uh 
oh god shut up or anything like that even because i feel like everyone's right. everyone's perspective is is so theirs yes you know? uh, absolutely no one's, no one's like look i'm the i'm the foremost expert on this subject even right even king himself wouldn't even, you know, he was just like, well, look, I just make it. And if people like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he was, he was very self-effacing. He was on the show yeah. recently and, uh, just, just, uh, the most delightful guy you could, you could talk to. And, uh, he could, he could hang in there. You know, we wanted yeah. it very, very specifically. We wanted it to be a King cast interview of Stephen King and not like an interview you could get at, you know, say any other appearance he's done. And, to that end, we we tried to ask questions he'd never had before, and also uh, broke his balls a little bit, and yeah. he broke them right back, which yeah. was just fucking like a high point for, oh, yeah. for me. No, yeah. no, yeah, he's no glass menagerie. He was no, 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 no. He can he give it as good as he can take it. Out. He was he was a lot of fun. I, I I have to share this memory. I you know I always say people listen to podcasts foremost to keep themselves company, mm -hmm. you know, in a good way to feel. You know, it's not even that thing of just like. Oh, I want to feel hugged. I want to feel warm. It's like, no, I just want to be engaged while I'm, say, focusing on driving or right. uh, uh, a job or where, whatever I'm doing. So I'm driving from, um, God, I forget where I left from, but I was driving to Chino, California, which is not a pretty drive. It's just a lot of desert, uh, a lot of, um, well, it just feels like dirt farms, at least the season I was driving through. Uh, and, uh, I, I was listening to your marathon, uh, podcast covering, I think it was, uh, was it, was it skeleton crew? Yeah. The one where we were kicking people off the show as they, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Where Brian Fuller, who I'm a huge fan. I love him. He actually gave me one of my first jobs in Hollywood. I was, a a a, a, a crash test dummy. They were using people as crash test dummies, like dead bodies. And they brought me back to life on pushing daisies. I had like five lines. Oh no shit. Uh, the rules of it uh, is that, um, you know, uh, Lee would, if he touched you once, you come back to life. If he touched you again, you would never come back to life. So um, he touched me and then uh, I was just started blabbing and I was so annoying. His partner grabbed his hand and made me dead again. Like that was the joke. So like, <laughs> but I remember auditioning for him and him cracking up and me walking in the room and going, wow, I think I booked that, you know, and I got, and he, he still will like, if I, if he writes something about pushing Daisy, I'm like, I'm a dummy, you know, and he'll be, and he'll be like, you know, hearts or something like that. So, he, right. but it was so funny where he just would not listen to the alarm where he's just like, I'm still going, <laughs> yeah. I'm still going. And he's like, no, but you understand I never played sports. And I was like, yeah, but have you ever been around a fire truck? Or a, yeah. Or a, or you've a heard a, you've heard a loud warning signal. Before. <laughs> you're, you're, your, your laws of why you're getting around this are very subject are, 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 are very suspect, sir. And maybe <laughs> I remember that, just that part of it, that, that part of it was a little scripted. Like we knew that that was going to be the bit with him. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and people got onto me afterwards. Cause I got, I got real like testy with him when he, sure. when he wouldn't leave. And they were like, I don't know. Wampler seemed like he was being a real big dick to oh. Brian Fuller. And I'm like, he's been on the show like three times. We just had him on again for a, a oh, commentary really? track, you oh. know, like, nothing on the what what you might hear on the show is not necessarily real and we've run into problems with that a few times where people don't know what is real or isn't but we like to uh you got to keep the listeners on their toes you know no, we're gonna have this parasocial so, relationship it's got to be a little weird that's right well i mean it's it's really interesting to hear that because it just it just shows how if someone loves something they think they kind of own it and that mm -hmm. includes your show 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Subject matter. That includes you guys. You know, yes. like, no, I kind of think you guys should have. And you're like, no, you can you can listen. You can have. A yeah. Opinion, but don't don't tell me what to do on my show. Come on. Like, in the in the early days, I think you're more receptive because you're trying to build out a you're trying to build out a show, build up an audience, you know, and um, especially us. We had no fucking idea what we were doing when we uh, when we started. We right. were just sort of. um figuring it out as we went along and uh so in the early days we got some feedback that was helpful mm. but it's been two years and the show is doing really well so when yeah. newcomers you know it happens whenever there's a, a big guest on the show like king there'll be right. an influx of new listeners and they've all got feedback and it's just like well i've been at this for two years now and we've got a pretty good formula nothing that you hear on the show is by accident we know yeah. what we're doing um Thank you for that one-star review and the, <laughs> and the advice not to get into politics. Thank you. Very yeah, I, I, it's very, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I've, I'm one of those stand-up comics who now is like, I'm a couple months into TikTok, but just yeah. to put up like, you know, clips from this podcast or stand-up clips to get more people, more asses in seats on my shows. And it's been going great. I had a video go, go viral and the comments on it are very just, they're, they're, they're typically great, but it's, I don't know how this one went viral, but it's just a bit about how I was watching the movie, um, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and right after that horrific rape scene, uh, my friend Al was watching it with me. Everyone's silent. Everyone's just, you know, stunned, tra traumatized. He, in my ear, only loud enough for me to hear, goes, I'm sorry, is this We Bought a Zoo? As if <laughs> someone I didn't know. And so I start laughing. And this is a real story. I start laughing, and people start looking at me like, oh, you're laughing to rape? Like, people are actually mad. Like, are you fucking serious, dude? And I'm like, no, 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 but I can't, I can't stand up like it's town hall and be like, you, he, he said a thing. Yeah. So I, everyone fucking hates me at this movie theater. Um, and <laughs> the comments are just, oh, you think they're either, uh, uh, most of them are like, this is hilarious and I love this, or a select few of them, I'm sure the same people that would give you a one star, uh, were like, oh, you think rape is funny? Or even more than that, okay, yeah, there's a, a traumatic movie and then there's a, there's a funny family movie. I don't see where there's a joke there. Right. Like, it's a story. I'm sorry that what? I didn't write. <laughs> one of, I mean, one of our, you know, this has really been pulled to the forefront uh, through the ongoing use of social media, but media literacy is a huge fucking problem oh for my people God. these days. And that applies to uh, jokes as well. Like the, the rule with a joke is what is the thing that is being laughed at here? Like what is what is being made fun of? That's how you know whether a joke is okay or not. Uh -huh. I don't, I don't, that joke seems fine because the disparity is the joke, you know, right. between the two. Um, that's, uh, that's not a you problem, baby. That's, um, no, no, no. no it is not. That's a and TikTok it, I, problem. Yeah. <laughs> And, it, and, it, and it's and it's not I have these I have these young ladies that I kind of basically pay to advise me a little bit here and there on social media just because I Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're they, they work for the record label that puts my stuff out and, and they've just made a special with me. And okay. I was kind of like, look, you know, social media so well and their ideas are great. And they looked at my style and they're like, oh, you know what I would love to see. And it's not like, oh, do this dance or do that dance, but just this might get more people to come to your show if you just write this and not this. And you're like, oh, OK. But it's all my voice. So right I on. gave them ideas and they helped pick. So they were like, 
you know, it actually, it, you get more response if you'll respond to those people. And I'm like, oh, God, please don't tell me that, please. I don't want to. Yeah, win. absolutely not. I don't want to. So that's one of those things I'm kind of pushing back on. But what I will respond to is like the nice ones. You know what I mean? Sure. I'll, I'll kind of go in there and be like, oh, thanks a lot, man. Or, or you know, like I, I put a clip about about how it's fun to create an awkward moment. How you if go someplace where they have to ask you how you are that day and you know, it's from like six years ago and no, and mm-hmm. they're like, how are you, sir? And just go horny, real horny. And you, <laughs> you know, it's a real good way to create it. And, and this uh, uh, woman just today wrote, oh my God, I need help with my parents. And I wrote, they're horny. So it's like, <laughs> that's an interaction. I can, you know, it's like, there's no, <laughs> there's, right. you know, there's, there's no, there's no vitriol, anything like that. It's, and maybe one day it'll pay off for you. You don't know. It could, it you could know, get hit the jackpot at some point. It, it could. So the, the, the theme of this podcast, uh, uh, to like, let's start with your therapy origin story. Let me just rip you <laughs> off. Uh, uh, for those of you listening on Scott's podcast, they ask people their Stephen King's uh, origin story. And, and mm-hmm. by the way, I being on your show was a, a delight because it was so. Oh, fun. yeah. That's a good fun. episode, too. It, it was, was a blast, dude. It was so fun having you guys are so great. Um, I recall I'm, it taking a long time to record. Didn't we get interrupted by a baby or something? Yes, or? we did. We did. And also, <laughs> then I then I I let, and I walked away when we were done. And you're like, just let it load. And I'm just st- talking to my wife. And you're like, we're still recording. Like I see you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm popping up. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> sorry. Um. So yeah, Rube that I am. But uh, I basically do this podcast because I have, I I'll never have a professional on, I'll never have a psychiatrist. I'll never mm-hmm. have someone, but it's like, I feel like we're all kind of getting through our lives and, and, and trying to keep our heads above water and, uh, kind of as Sinatra put it, whatever gets you through the night, you sure. know, it might be a bottle of, of, of rot gut. It might be meditation. It might be whatever, you know, uh, uh, no judgment kind of thing. So like, how are you doing these days? I, I missed out on a chance. I couldn't uh, hang out with you when, we, when I was in Austin, unfortunately. Yeah, that was, neither could I. But it was, was we were, really we bad We were timing. both in, in, in our own human zoos. You know, you yes. were in yours, I was in mine. Uh, your festival, my the festival I was in. That's so, right, like, I was at Fantastic Fest. That's right, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. And we had this little window, you're like, if you want to come join us for a drink, and I'm just like, I can't, like I have a show, so I, right. I could be there for five minutes and jump in an Uber and go home. <laughs> right. Wouldn't have been worth it. Wouldn't have been worth it. We'll we'll figure it out one day. That's hundred percent. I I can't. I have a massive fan contingent in Austin. I'm I'm I'm, I can't not come back. You got a stronghold down here. I tell you, I got this. You know, I I have this this uh, algorithm now that like, oh, you have responses here, here, and Texas is huge for me. It's a huge market. So Mm. yeah, I I will be back. Even if I didn't, I I really I love the vibe. Um. So uh. But yeah. Anyway, back to you. Like, how how are things, man? Um, they're good, but, uh, I went through a, I, you know, this, this whole last few years has been a real kick in the junk for everybody. You know, that goes without saying I took it really hard because, uh, I had a very, very, very active social life before all this. I was out three, four nights a week, easy, you know, doing something and, you know, a sizable circle of friends. Uh, having that taken away was very much like just being under house arrest all of a sudden. Yeah. And, you know, I was scared shitless of the, uh, of the virus, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I could have gone out and kept doing shit, but I was just scared. So, so it was really tough. Um, I'm in therapy, um, developed, uh, w- w- what could reasonably be called, be called an unfortunate drinking habit in quarantine. <laughs> You know, I was already like uh, a, a pretty regular 
drinker before all this, but um, it's been a really, really tough struggle in, in quarantine. Yeah. Um, but I kind of had everything sort of settled. And then I took a, I took a side job not long ago, uh, basically just editing feature uh, articles for one of the bigger movie blogs. And so I was doing this in the background in between shows. Well, eventually the, the show itself has become, you know, bigger than, bigger than I can manage with 75% of my attention there. Right. Uh And it's, it's just me and Eric that, that run the whole fucking thing. So it's, uh, it's absolutely metastasized into a full-time job. So that, that side gig I took like six, seven months ago, I realized just in the last few weeks, like this is untenable anymore. And I don't feel like I have literally any free time to do the kind of shit I want to do. And so I had sort of a meltdown last week and um, had to like really make an effort to stop myself from doing anything and just like sit with my thoughts and sort of figure out what is the problem here? And the problem is I'm just doing too much shit. Mm -hmm. So I quit that job. um, And I felt like a, a, a huge weight come right off of my shoulders. Yeah, uh, I feel so I feel the answer to your question is I feel really good today. But if you would ask me a week ago, I would yeah. have probably just broken down in your fucking face. <laughs> sure. And that yeah. would be fair. And no yeah. judgment. I, it's a, I, it's I, a lot that we're dealing with, you know, yeah, man, it's t- it's a I mean, a huge a thing I talk about a lot is uh, if you would have asked me 10 years ago and just if you had a graph of the collective anxiety and we're like, uh, hey, you think we can handle this in 10 years? I would be like, right. Oh, People are going to be throwing themselves off of buildings. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that's happened, but I, 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 this has definitely been again and again and again uh, a test that I will say we we keep, you know, passing. I won't say necessarily we're, we're getting an A in it, but it's like we're, we're getting through. We're being tested and, 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 and showing ourselves that we, we in, in a lot of ways, we are strong enough. And I don't, I'm not saying that's a thing of like, boy, are we tough. But I would just say, boy, we're resilient. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. Okay. I feel, I feel like we haven't even begun to untangle the the fuckery that has gone on in all of our brains sure. from this. Sure. I think I think we're all pretending to manage it to some degree, but we have not begun to reckon with it. And I particularly think that once the dust on this thing kind of settles, that you're gonna see more stories about friendships that were lost to this entire uh-huh. relationships sure. if not marriages that have you know uh yeah. suffered because of this because at the end of the day i we are just not meant to live like we've been you know directed to live these last few years so yeah i think that there there will be that reckoning we just we are not even close to looking it in the eyes agreed i, I don't think we're we're out of the woods at all and i'm not like hooray uh yay humanity but i do think right. one thing most of us did was kind of you know to use a, a turn of phrase marie condoed our lives where it's mm-hmm. like what do i need what don't i need you did that with your occupation yes uh, and, and and you know and a lot of us did that with relationships i would argue a lot of those relationships you're talking about it needed to go you know, some of the friendships yeah. and uh, yeah. because, because, you know, the, the difference a lot of times is people who are uh, there for you, for you and them or there for you, for them or not there for you. You know, it's an, and, mm-hmm. you know, and so I think we're basically 
arguing the, the uh, two sides of the same side here. Probably, I, I couldn't yeah. agree with you more. You know, yeah. um, but you know, and it, 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 it I, I do get surprised all the time by people being out there, being on the road all the time. And granted, mm-hmm. my my demographic is 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 typically open minded and very vaccinated. Uh, I I laugh about the the guy that I met down south that only had a couple teeth who was just like. Uh, fuck yeah, I'm vaccinated. I'm not dumb. Shit. (laughs) And like, you know, it's like, and you don't see him on the news. And that, that to my greater point, uh, that, that I was just thinking about, it's like, we only are learning the dark shit because that's what gets fucking clicks. That's what gets, you know, it's, it's the more this 24 hour, you know, bullshit click, clickbait news cycle, uh, atmosphere we're in grows the more it just it creates the anxiety it feeds off of and i'm kind of like i'm really glad that you took this that you dumped that part of your life to just be you know more healthy frankly so that's fantastic yes um to that to i guess to that i would also say that um i think there's a certain type of person and and this would be most of the friends that I have. Uh, I I am friends with uh, creatives. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're all you know. Some of them are authors. Some of them are musicians, comedians, whatever. Right. You know, but the common thread between everyone that I typically associate with is that we're all creating something. Yeah. And the the thread that I've found between all of those people throughout quarantine is that. Yeah, we're all miserable, but also this gave us time to um, sort of focus our intentions on projects that we had always said we wanted to do and never really had the time for. And now we got nothing but fucking time. And, um, you know, it's for for a lot of people I know and myself included, um, having the time to do that paid off. You know, Mm -hmm. it it turned out to be the the right choice to make and has led to something we did we never would have thought of several years ago yeah the trouble is you don't you've also got to weigh that against you know what is it like almost a million dead in the country so it's not really a sentiment you can be like um shouting from the rooftops which in in its own way contributes to what you're talking about this this sense of just constant doom and you know uh horror yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, 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 it yeah, it, it, it goes without saying, but it, it should be said it's fucking awful. Yes. Know? Like yeah. without, very, very bad without doubt, without a doubt, but yeah. could be a t- good time to launch a podcast, you know? So <laughs> who's to say, <laughs> right? Yeah. Write that book you've had in your head all this time. Yeah. yeah. I know people that have actually done that and, you know, sold a book, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, um, it's a real wild time, dude. I yeah. I always figured it, I'd, I'd get to live to see an alien invasion or something, you know. Right. And it's a yeah. fucking a virus. Come on, dude. Come yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want this one. Give me something cool. Give yeah. me the seas boiling red with blood or something. Something I can hold on to. Uh huh. You know? Sure, sure. This is yeah. just fucking boring. <laughs> this this sucks, man. Yeah. I thought it'd be like the stand. I mean, we were gonna have. <laughs> yeah. At least they get to go on adventures. Exactly. Yeah, there's a mission <laughs> of some kind that's, that doesn't involve telling people to keep their masks on on a plane <laughs> to listen. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so let me ask this. Uh, you get, uh, I'm sure, uh, 
a billion calls about, uh, hey, no, that's a wrong opinion. Uh, no, no, no. The, the, the reason why you should like this book, movie, or uh, other uh, uh, thing, uh, it should, it's like this, not the way you feel. Um, but do you get asked advice? Um, from time to time, we have a we have a, a a thing on the show that we do through the Patreon called uh, Tales from the Kingcast Mailbag, and okay. people can write in with whatever questions they have for us. Okay. You know, be they personal questions or king related or whatever. Um, I'm not sure that we've gotten any life advice questions although we got the boxers or briefs question and i'm a boxers guy i would argue that this is life advice sure um but but in general it's it the questions we get from our audience tend to have more to do with the minutiae of stephen king nerdery right. you know like sure. well if this if this character in this is there and you know this location and that book is there then doesn't that mean that and it's like i don't i don't fucking i don't know maybe yeah. sometimes listen, yes I will say we do get uh, the thing. The thing about I like about doing this podcast is there aren't any really, really rules. I, you know, I brought this example up uh, a thousand times, but we did have a guy once who, uh, in the earlier incarnation of this podcast, uh, called while blasted on acid and said, nice. um, thinking it was in real time. I think thinking I was going to get right back to him, record the episode, <laughs> and let him know that night. Him and his <laughs> were, 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 were were tripping balls and they had a possum trapped in their attic and he was asking if you should go up there with a pair of boxing gloves and get it out and <laughs> i was like sweet god i hope you haven't done it because they'll that the thing with its needle teeth will slip right past those gloves and go right <laughs> in its corner so please don't uh but it's like that's a great example yeah that's 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 some interesting advice uh uh, uh subject matter so to speak you know i mean mm -hmm. I'm not saying call every time and ask if a hot dog is a sandwich, which really, if you put it out there, is almost like asking the the age old let's stump the George Carlin let's stump the priest thing. Can God make a rock so big that he himself cannot lift it? Mm -hmm. Who can answer that question? You know, like it. it but I, that more than the the guys who have said, uh, you know, should I break up my girlfriend? And then there's no details. It's like, dude. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna say yes. Next no. question. <laughs> yeah. When I loved, uh, we had we had Brian Simpson on a couple uh, eps ago, and he's a very funny guy who's lived an incredible. He's been homeless. He served in the military, and this lady called in saying that this they they have a they have a uh, a lesbian couple um, who lives near there who's her neighbors who they know for a fact there's a man who has been getting his dog to take dumps on their lawn and not cleaning it up and loudly. Uh, uh, talks about how he doesn't uh, uh, approve of their lifestyle, blah, blah, blah. And it was a long call giving us all the details. And then it, uh, you know, it let me know, guys, thanks. And Brian just went, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you really can say anything you want here. You know, it's any kind of sure. uh, opinion. So um, I will feel very free to do that. Trust yeah, me. absolutely. Absolutely. Please do. Um, so, so that said, uh, we have four calls. I know one is a comment, three are asked for advice. Uh, so, uh, Renee, if you're ready, let's roll the first call. Hello, my name is Elizabeth, and I only call to say thanks. In one of your specials, you talk about donating your platelets. I receive medicine made from donated platelets. I am really grateful to the donors, and it's something that I think about pretty often. I just am glad to have the opportunity to thank one of you. Thank you for your donations and your blood really is delicious. 
Thank you very much. Well, shit, that hit me. Delicious blood. Can't beat that. <laughs> I have a whole bit about it, about how, uh, yeah, I, uh, uh, they, they, you know, they strap me down and I say, you know, because you have to have a needle in each arm to do platelets. And I'm, mm -hmm. I, I feel like, uh, you know, uh, David Banner, like, uh, you know, like waiting for the gamma rays to hit me or Bruce Banner. Uh, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm ready to turn into the Hulk. And, um, when I, when that joke got big, I went into my platelet donation place that I, I go to about once a month pre-pandemic. Mm -hmm. I haven't gone since the pandemic, but I have an appointment next, next week. So I'm coming back. Uh, but, um, uh, uh, they had a big Hulk cake for me. They had like an incredible Hulk cake <laughs> and all the nurses and shit. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's. It's just one of those things you can just do if you have my kind of schedule. I do comedy at night. I right. do stuff like this during the day, and I write. If I have an audition, I'll do that. But I do have a lot of time. That's why I try to do stuff like this, where it's like literally you sit there and watch a movie. You have a needle in each arm. It takes about two hours. It takes some real kind of two hours. Two hours. Yeah, it's it's because they take your, some of your blood out. They put it in a spinner, and they take the white blood cells out, and they put the blood back in. Right. Um, so you actually do feel a little less diminished than giving regular blood. Uh, but um, the white blood cells go to people who have just undergone chemotherapy, typically, because it wipes out your white blood cells. And so you can start to feel a little normal if you're a cancer patient. Why do you uh, why do you start doing that? I just heard they they, they, they said, well, with your blood type, uh, that's one we need a lot. So it's something you want to think you think about doing. And I got the detail. Oh. Like, oh, well, that's I could, cool. Are you? I could, well, I, I like if you tell me. You have to sit in this chair and watch a movie. I will be like, fucking yes, because I have so, such <laughs> crushing Catholic guilt that I think if I sit and I watch a movie in the middle of the day, I am I'm I'm wasting my life. And that's not true. I'm absorbing art, you know. And um I had I had my friend Kyle Buchanan on here, who's an old pal who wrote the book uh Yeah, um, I know Kyle. You do? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, uh his book Blood, Sweat and Chrome came out. Yeah. And I told him uh, about how uh, I remember when, because he'll go to there, and first you go through it and you pick out a movie to give to give platelets to, and they had this is when it was just out in theaters. Uh, I'd seen it, but they had a copy of uh, Mad Max Fury Road, and I'm like, fucking score! While yeah. it was still in theaters, it was it was just about to be out. I think I think they got an advanced copy some some because they occasionally get stuff from studios and things. Got it. And they put it in and they put it, you know, needle in each arm. They hook me up. They put a little towel over each arm and you just lay there. You can have a blanket if you want one. But it's like being a lazy boy. You're kind of in this reclining bed thing and with other people kind of around you. And they put the movie in. And I forgot that the fucking war boy catches Mad Max and puts him on the front and puts a needle <laughs> in his arm. turns him into a blood bag. Yeah, blood bank on the front of a truck. And I start I start laughing so hard, tears are going down my face. And I'm like, Come, hey, wipe my face, help, because you can't move your arms. And they're like, what is so funny? And I was like, look, it's me. And then the nurses start cracking up and they call each other over in Spanish and they point out that he's got needles. <laughs> I always, I had to share, as a, as a as a fellow action movie fan and cinephile, I had to share that with you. So I- No, that's good. <laughs> but thanks for calling the caller. Uh, really appreciate it. Glad to help. Uh, okay, caller number two. Hey guys, uh, this question is for Scott Wampler specifically. Uh, I think he could, give some great insight on this. So I've got a date coming up and I really want to impress this girl. So I've got this huge spread of food all picked out, but I'm having some problems with some pairings. So Scott, if you could give me some advice on what you think pairs best with canned bread, 
I would really appreciate that. All right. Thanks, <laughs> <Yeah>. motherfuckers. <laughs> um, so just to tell you what's going on here. Yes. Uh, we have a spinoff of the King cast that's called Shelbyville. And it is a, it is a let's play RPG show. Um, guy came in uh, by the name of Jacob Hall. He's our game master and designed this entire, you know, like Dungeons and Dragons-esque game, only it's in the town next door to Castle Rock uh, okay. in, in uh, Stephen King's reality. So it's all Stephen King-related shit, but it's me, uh, Eric Vespi, and uh, my dear friend, uh, Mallory O'Mara, who's the author of uh, Girly Drinks and um, Lady from the Black Lagoon. She's working oh, on yeah, her book now. She's yeah, great. Love, yeah. love Mal to death. Uh, she is from the New England area. Okay. And because uh, the show takes place in New, Eng New England, she is constantly uh, informing us about uh, the ins and outs of New England culture and its cuisine, which yes. as, as uh, everyone knows about lobster rolls, but a lot of people don't know about beach pizza, which is a thing. Yes. My, my wife is from, uh, from Mansfield, Massachusetts. So oh, I'm, well, I'm yeah. slightly familiar. She could sympathize. Yeah. Well, Mal, Mal told us about uh, canned bread. Yeah. And I was like, that's disgusting. I wouldn't eat that. And then she Horrible. sent all of us cans of canned bread and forced us to try it. And um, I was very, in retrospect, I was too cocky about this because I figured, well, how bad could it be? Uh, you open the can at both ends. You like slump it out with a, a spoon or perhaps like a, a poking instrument of your choice. Sure. It comes out like a blob of, of shit so and it, it just sits there on a, uh, you know, they tell you to lay down a piece of tinfoil and wrap it in that and then bake it for 30 minutes. Fine. I figure this gelatinous structure will will firm up under the, the heat of an oven. Not so much. Came out very pasty. I have a weird thing with texture. Nope. Where if the food texture is weird, I don't like it, even if it tastes good. Nope. This neither tasted good nor had good texture, but I, I choked down a piece and went in for an, a, a second one. Uh, I wanted to eat three pieces of it, and then I gagged so violently on the second one that uh, I had to abandon the experiment. And yeah. this is a constant source of uh, bullying and amusement to uh, to my friend, Ms. O'Mara. Yep. Um, so I am not surprised that someone would call in to remind me of my canned bread experience. My advice is if you're looking to get laid, do not feed that to anyone you are trying to sleep with or anyone within the family tree of anyone that you're trying to sleep with because yeah. word will get around and you are going to get 86. That's, that, that's correct. Yeah, it is. It is. It is always brown. Yes. Bread. Um, not that if it was white, it would be any more palatable. Um, I think somehow the way the they, the people that enjoy it, you know, old schoolers talk about it as kind of like, no, 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 it's like, you know, it's almost like a cake. It's like, no, it's not. No, it's, it's not. Horrible. It's just the, horrible. The explanation is that, well, I always grew up, I grew up with this. So this was like a thing we had. And it's like, well, I grew up going to church, you know, mm -hmm. and then eventually realized, like, I don't like this and I don't have Let to do this. Uh, yeah. You don't have to like canned bread just because you're from the region, please. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it I is mean, an atrocity. It, it is a war crime. It's so bad. I mean, there, there's 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 stuff out of there's so many things I should say out of that region that are delicious. 
Sure. You clam chowder. You mentioned lobster rolls. Lobster rolls. Come on. I mean, yeah. Uh, stuffed quahogs. Awesome. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, but like, yeah, yeah. Bread. <laughs> I don't know what that is. What is a stuffed quahog? Okay. So you, it's basically like, you know, like a large clam. Uh, yeah. They, they uh, you, you basically, you take the, you take the clam, you, you, you scrape it out and you basically, they, they, they cook it and saute it with what is almost like a very rich stuffing. And then they scoop that out and put it back in the clamshell and bake it. So it's basically like this. It's hard to say. Uh, it, it, it's just it's just like a, like a stuffed lobster tail in a clam. Kind of. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's I get thing. that. It has. Yes. Yeah, super rich taste of Old Bay seasoning like that. Mm. Kind of thing. Yeah. Just like grandpa. Yes, exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, grandpa's Old Bay seasoning. Yeah. But yeah. So um, but I will say to the point, what would be your your pairing? I believe this caller was asking for, was there like a wine pairing or something? Is that what they uh, meant? He did just ask for a pairing. I would say the thing that pairs best with canned bread on a date is loneliness. Okay. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> a little esoteric. That is, oh, you gosh. going to bed watching Netflix on your own, my man. That's yeah, what's going yeah. on there. You want this date to end. But I do, th I will add that I do think cooking is very sexy, cooking for a yeah. date. Oh, uh, yeah. That's always my, like, you know, when I was single, that was my third date go-to move nice was yeah, sure. always well come over and let me cook you something because i really love cooking me too and um it's uh i i find the act of it to be very zen i i find cooking for other people to be a very fulfilling thing and if it's someone you're trying to hook up with i i do think it can be a a, a sexy activity those two Absolutely. words do not belong together but um oh, it's true i do believe it's that yeah, it's true. I remember a comic uh, named Brett Ernst that I did. I, we co-headlined uh, the, the 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 Miami Improv, where, uh, like you know, ten years ago together. And I remember he had this throwaway line that I loved, where he's like, "What is it about about hearing Sade makes me want to cook?" And I love <laughs> that line. It's like you know, people always think it means sex, but it's like cooking does mean sex. You know, yeah. it's just like I just like I just like that toss away that he had. It's a so. sensual thing, you know. 100%. It really is. 100%. And it, it's, it's interesting you mentioned third day because third day typically means sex. You know, it's that's traditionally, you know, if the person... Buddy, I had a game plan. Well, you know, I knew what I was doing. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, but it is... it is Yeah, it's one of those things where you both kind of, well, we know what's going to happen here, but why don't right. we... You know, it's and it's it's a nice prelude, you know. Sure. So... And I'm not the, and, and I'm not the guy you fuck on a first date. I'm just not... <laughs> like, I'm funny. I'm not good looking. You know what I mean? You know, and so, us, you know, um, funny dudes who are not necessarily like uh, very handsome, you know, they'll they'll get laid, but they got to put in a little more work. Just a little just a little bit, I think. Sure. Perhaps. Right. Perhaps. I think you're putting yourself down needlessly. But sure. I think it's it's a, it's a plus <laughs> you can cook, you know, probably right. probably real hot, hot dudes can't cook. So so there's that, you know, <laughs> and that, that could be true. That could be true. So. Uh, hope that helps, caller. Throw out the fucking can bread. All right, let's uh, go with uh, caller number three. <laughs> hey, Matt, and the immortal, iconic Scott Wobbler. Uh, question, what does it mean if my wife asks if I want to be a cuck? Why does it hurt when I pee? What's your favorite Stephen King antagonist, protagonist? And when the hell is the next episode of Shelbyville? Love you guys. See you. <laughs> 
These wow. are all Shelbyville questions. This, this, this became your podcast on that call. Not that, I don't give a shit. I'm fine. I, I like. I mean, I'm sure you like going out of out of out of your the wheelhouse. People look at you for. So I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> um, what were the questions again? Uh, what does it mean if your wife asks if you would like to be a cuck? I mean, that's one of the more obvious ones. I think. It's- yeah. Um. I think your wife wants to screw somebody else, dude. Yeah, um, I think that's pretty self-evident. Yeah. Uh, there, there's not a lot of mystery to that no, question. No, you know? it's, there's nothing to read into unless she's just being funny. And, and for your sake, I hope she's just being funny. Yes. Uh, what was the next one? Uh, the next one. Why does it hurt when I pee? Right. Well, this may be related to question number one, my man. Um, mm-hmm. If uh, if it's burning when you pee, you probably got a a, a a sizable situation on your hands. Yeah, it might I, be uh might be unpleasant even to look at, sure. uh, which is maybe why uh, the wife is looking to stray outside the bedroom. Well, and and to your to your point, uh, to 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 extrapolate a little bit, I think maybe she already has. Maybe that's why you're burning. I think well, I'm not here I, to jump to any conclusions, but yeah, that would seem I, likely. I, I, I go ahead. I, I will. I will go ahead and do that. And uh, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll say it's funny. I um I I won't get into it, but I I talk about this in my act. I recently had a situation with the old Nethers um, where I had uh like a, a a thing called epidemiitis, where one of your balls swells up. And nice, um, nice. I tell you, the shit that goes down once you're past the age of forty is delightful. Young people, strap in. It's a good time. Things just go wrong sometimes. So that used to be my call in excuse for work. (laughs) When I was waiting tables or bartending, what I would say is I don't know. I would would call in and find out who was managing and pick the least confrontational manager on the floor. Oh, yeah. And say, yeah, something. Yeah. And what I would say is. Listen, this is very personal, and I don't want you to tell anyone, knowing full well that they're going to tell everyone, 100%. but it, that's totally irrelevant, and I don't care. 100%. Um, but I was having rough sex last night. Yep. Something yep. went awry, and I got hit in the in the balls, and one of them has swelled up to the size of a softball now, and it's really hard for me to walk. And I'll tell you, that is the best excuse for getting out of work, because no one's going to question it. Nope. They're not going to nope. come in and say, throw that bad boy on the table. Let's see yeah. what's going on. That's right. You know, you're yeah. out. Uh, Carl, uh, the, uh, the immortal Carl Welzine, if you followed uh, Dad Boner on Twitter. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, my, my buddy Mike created him. And he always he always said, uh, call in with diarrhea. They ain't going to question you. You know, you're going <laughs> to. Like, they might, uh, though. They might. Because that's the most, that, in, especially in the service industry. You know, like, oh, I got a tummy yeah. ache or, oh, you know, I'm throwing up. Nap, go get in here. Well, he was, I think his thing was like he worked in a shitty office or something. But um, Oh, yeah, that would probably work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so anyway, what like with my stitch, they had to, uh, they were like, we have to test for everything if something's down there. So it's like, I got, I've never had an STD and they tested for, and I'm such a fucking square. Uh, you know, they're testing me for gonorrhea and I'm like, can you get it other than sexually? And the doctor went, no, <laughs> like, like I'm just this fucking moron. It was so funny. Like we both, she and I both started laughing. You were 12 uh, years old. Totally. I was like, okay. You know, but I mean, I, I really, that's what made me think, look, dude, cause it's like, if they, if they found, I mean, I, I haven't strayed, you know, I'm, I'm faithful to my wife. So if I had gonorrhea, I'd be like, uh, Hey hon. <laughs> so, right. You know? So I think that's your second one. Yeah, you can get Third it from one. a toilet seat. Third one, I'm 
sure you've answered a million times. It was what antagonist, protagonist, favorite. Antagonist, protagonist. It's it's Roland the Gunslinger and and uh, okay. the Man in Black from the Dark Tower series. And as for the next episode of Shelbyville, uh, that airs April. 22nd i believe and then uh and it will have a special guest star and then um about four weeks later we're gonna drop the uh, season finale which has a a a very big guest star playing a role on it um and then the the current plan is that we're gonna launch it as its own show once the first season uh runs its course on patreon so stay tuned for that that's awesome. We're gonna ask for for since I'm unfamiliar with Shelbyville, do you are you does it have like like is it castle is it something that's Castle Rockish but not in Shelbyville or yeah, um, it's a very R-rated uh, sort of madcap show because the game master is uh, very lenient on what he'll allow us to do. Okay. And we're all playing uh, three like young like tweens basically. Okay. But but we're all playing the roles as adults, you know. Um, and so there's, you know, there's a, a haunted amusement park that we've had to get involved with. There are uh, exploding shit geysers all over the city because the sewer system's fucked up. Got it. Um, haunted paintings that we've gone into. Uh, <laughs> we fought we fought ghosts in a hotel it's um it's it's really weird shit but it but it works and people have really responded to it so we're we're looking to uh i think we're going to consider this first season that we did on the patreon sort of a season zero thing and then you know but uh it's great now that we figured out how to implement special guests on the show um we know how to like bring people in and get them in and out in an hour yeah. Uh, and sort of just pinch hit and, uh, everyone that we brought in so far has had a fucking blast with it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. I love that yeah. because it's, it's, it feels like a living thing. It feels like you're kind of listening along as it's, as it's it is. And the story and, and, carries from episode to episode. So now it's a whole goddamn saga. Of course. It's, it's, it's really, it's, I, I was skeptical that this idea would work and, sure. you know, sort of got pulled into it, uh, not kicking and screaming, but very mm. skeptical and like, I don't know about this, but I'll give it a shot. And it turned out to be like, it's, um, I'm, it's just as fun as recording the actual show. It's, it's a, you know, you're flexing a completely different muscle, uh, to do it. And that's, I find that very creatively fulfilling. No. And I mean, it, it sounds, uh, like one of those, it, it is the, the opposite of what I always kind of bristle at, which is what I might call, um, you know, though respect to these guys because they got put down a lot when I was a kid. Uh, let's say new kids on the blocking something where sure. they, they hold auditions for a group and put a group together. Where I would say that the version of that would be if you're at a network and that, you know the network people are like, Scott, God damn it, we love the King Cast. We love it. We need a spinoff. Now, what we're thinking. You know, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, All right. you. I don't, this did not come from, 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 from my or Eric's heart at all. This right. is what you're foisting on us or you want us to do. And, you know, six episodes in, you're like, fuck this. You had reservations at the beginning. And now you're like, no, this is, this is gangbusters. Awesome. Yeah. Is, it's like the best feeling. 
it it really is and and that people have responded to it in the way that they have people that don't even typically enjoy hearing these kinds of shows or have any interest in rpgs you know uh most of us hadn't you know me and eric hadn't really uh messed around with rpg stuff mal had um and so we didn't really know what we were doing but we we responded to it the listeners responded to it it's uh sort of a sort of a happy accident and uh we have so much fun doing it we're sort of willing it into existence as its own thing but it it seems like we have the backing of the crowd so yeah i mean i have i have a a couple of friends who have you know almost well not not even almost i would say improve their mental health by turning back to to role-playing games uh where they had kind of fallen off on them and now they have these campaigns going and uh, it's 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 kind of like a thing to to focus on that alleviates the stress and other. Yeah. Who doesn't want to be in a different reality right now? Who doesn't yeah. want to be in a broken down ass town with right. fucking mutants in the sewers and shit geysers erupting on Main Street? You know, right. uh, that's that's a dream we all share. I guess. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's fantastic. I think. Yes, that covered it. We got all of his. Yes. Okay, great. So if you're ready, let's play the final call. Okay. Hello, Matt and guest. I'm going to guess Joe Firestone. Um, what? This is a follow-up. I'm AJ. I went to New York with my She's comedian gone. friend. And by the time I heard the episode, we had already gone, but... What you advised is mostly what I did, and things were fine. I kind of feel like a jerk for selling my friend shorts, but it's fine. We're hoping to go back. But I have a new problem. Um, Last week, I went all the way down from Maine to Rhode Island for a gig. I get there, check my phone. It's been canceled. I went all that way for nothing, but there isn't much I can do. All of the the booker did give me forty dollars for my troubles. Um, yeah, it's done with, so I'm not really asking for advice. I'm just saying, Rosdale's in Providence, Rhode Island, sucks. Don't eat there. There's pubic hair in their food. Thank you. Bye. Wow. First uh, question: He sold his friend shorts. Is was that said at some point? I think he, oh, he was calling in. Um, hey, Renee, can you play the first part of that call again? <clears throat> I was telling him, him who. Hold on. One pause, uh, oh. Renee. So, Hello, uh, Matt. Uh, so- guest, I'm going to guess Joe Firestone. Um, this is a yes. follow-up. I'm AJ. I went to New York with my comedian friend. And by the time I heard the episode, we had already gone. But... What you advised is mostly what I did, and things were fine. I kind of feel like a jerk for selling my friend shorts, but it's fine. Okay, so you can stop it. Thanks, dude. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so one, Joe Firestone, he just picked a random uh, comedian that's in New York. Joe Firestone is fucking hilarious. She's gotcha. very double-faced. Gotcha. But she's one of those people who I'm, uh, like, you know, she's she's – She's what, like, say, a, a manager or an agent or exec would be like, oh, she's kind of weird, but she's actually really, she's like, like a kind of one of those, like, quieter people that, that crush. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, she's great. 
Um, it's, but it's so random that he picked her. That's so like, what did you, did you have you been going to, uh, uh, what is that place? Littlefield in Brooklyn a lot. I know she plays there a lot, but anyway, great venue, but he was going to New York with his friend who he was basically saying sucks. And his friend hadn't been doing comedy that long. And, gotcha. Uh, what his whole thing was like, I keep telling him, don't do it. And my guests and I were like, let him fall on his face. It's fine. That's a great place <laughs> to do it. If, he, if he's hell bent for leather, just let him go. Because a huge part, especially if you're just doing open mics and shit, because that's really all you're going to get when you show up to New York. You're not going to be like, hey, can I, you know, come play Caroline's or do a set at the cellar at midnight? Like, no fucking way they'll let you on that stage. Right. You know, you're going to be doing open mics and, and you're supposed to fail when, you, when you're when you starting out and you suck. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, I guess he was just saying, you know, yeah. But I guess he... He, then he just shared a story of basically going, driving a long way and not getting a gig, the gig and then getting for $40. Um, that happened to me once. I, I don't know if you know that. I, I used to do stand up. Yeah, That's no. how I got into like mm -hmm. this entire line of work, actually. It was okay. a very long time ago. I, I, I did stand up for a few years. Uh, and we, but <clears throat> I'm not sure the distance that our man drove here, but uh, I came down from. Dallas to Austin at one point to do a show and we found oh. out it got canceled. It was like during South by and uh, oh. was a part oh. of a showcase and we came down and found out it had gotten canceled. And then it, and then it, if I remember correctly, uh, the guy who was sort of leading the charge on this and had booked it, um, it was a Dallas comic by the name of uh, fuck. What was his name? Sean Arredondo. And he, um, I think he got us booked into some other place, but we ended up doing a show in like the second room of a, like a strip mall pool hall that had, that had pool ball tables in it. Yes. And, and we each got $20 and that was one of my big problems with stand up is I didn't really want to travel. First of all, I was pretty mediocre at it, even though I, I, I didn't mind getting up on stage, but the material was pretty weak, you know, but I could do it. Uh, and I liked the writing of it. Um, but when it got to a point where I had done enough showcases and I was also like um, producing a show, you know, where I was hosting that and bringing in other comics and, right. you know, it had gotten to a point where the next step was go out on the road. And I just didn't want to fucking do that. I had yeah. no dogs and I, I sure. like my shit where it is. And, uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel no, your I'm, pain, buddy. That sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it sucks to get. I I uh, I will think of you know, the only time that ever happened for me now, ironically, is New York, where I will show up to a gig. Uh, I never go that far outside of wherever I'm staying, be it, be it Brooklyn or or right. Lower Manhattan or wherever I'm there for. And then, uh, <clears throat> you know, I remember showing up one place, and I and my friend was there to 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 meet me, a guy I knew from Chicago who we like to bartend with. And he's just at the bar with a beer. And I remember having that feeling of, ah, fuck, I kind of just want to sit there and drink. And then someone came up from the basement and was like, dude, I'm so fucking sorry. The, 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 the manager just said, we can't do the show now. They canceled it. Can I give you some money? I'm like, nope. And I just went and sat with my friend. I was like, glorious. <laughs> like, I don't even want to wait for my spot. That was perfect. <laughs> yeah. That was perfect. So yeah. it's nice to be at the point where it kind of just doesn't matter to me. If right. Canceled. But, um, but yeah, that sucks. Hey, caller, at least you got that 40 bucks. That was shout out to that booker. That's really cool. They definitely took a, a, a kick in the balls on that one and they gave you some of the money, you know, so that's, yeah, that's, that's good stuff. Um, 
but good luck to 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 you know you and um it, and uh, and your friend and everything. So um, yeah, he's kind of blaming the venue, but right. I mean, his his phone died, right? Yeah, that's right. That's so it's not right. really the venue's fault, and they gave him money, even though they really didn't have well, to. The, the Booker gave him money. I'm sure the venue, you know. Well, okay, the, fair the enough. Probably gave him, but like, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't have, you know, besmirched them and said they put pubes in their food, and that's. That's tough, man, because, like, I'm always that person that just, like, I'm not going to take it out on you on, on Yelp anyway. You know what right, I mean? I'm right. not. I just feel like that's a, that's that's the toxicity of the restaurant industry where someone's just like, they brought the wrong wrong fork, one star, you know, like this horse. <laughs> right. Uh, um, but, yeah, so, I, w- I yeah, AJ, I would, I would, you know, maybe to put a pause on on shitting on that venue uh, if your, your phone died and they could have, you know, they tried mm-hmm. to reach you, so... But anyway, regardless, best of luck. So, uh, dude, this was fantastic. Is there anything you would like to plug? Uh, something you're involved with, something you're a fan of, blah, blah, blah. You can do more than one things if you like. Well, uh, you can find me at on Twitter at, at Scott Wampler BMD. Um, I, don't, I don't recommend that you uh, follow me, but if you insist, please go ahead. Uh, you can listen to the KingCast <clears throat> pretty much wherever podcasts can be found. Uh, it's part of the Fangoria Podcast Network, but it's on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all that shit. Um, you can follow that on Twitter at, at KingCast19, or you can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com backslash the KingCast. Um, any of that stuff is great. And uh, stay tuned for uh, those of you asking about Shelbyville, uh, stay tuned for for more on that, in a couple of months we'll make a big announcement, and you'll you'll find out what's going on with that show. All right, sweet man. Well, thanks for taking the time to be on here, and for of course, uh, this is a pleasure for, for digging into some of the real stuff. I know it isn't easy, but I I really, really, really appreciate your honesty. You know, of course, and, I'm an, I'm an open book. I, 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 I like I having these kind of you. conversations. I, I, yeah, I feel like that's one reason we've connected in a good way, though we've never actually you know met face to face and 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 shared a shared a cold one. But let's we'll, uh, we'll get there. Let's run it back. Yeah, next time, next time I come to town, or if you travel through my neck of the woods, uh, you're in LA, uh, yeah. Yes, I am, sir. Yeah, mm-hmm. I won't be out there for a minute, but okay. definitely will uh, let you know if I get make it out that way. That sounds great, man. Keep on keeping on, and um, uh, say hi to Eric for me, and uh, thanks again for having me on the show. And, of course. Uh, yeah, you're ever ever doing another medley, or you want me back? Let me know. So. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Very into it, but um, cool. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate you, man. That was fantastic. It was really cool to have somebody like Scott on, who is in a completely different avenue uh, uh, than that of some of my other guests, like comedians and things. If you don't know the King Cast and you're a fan of Stephen King, check it out. It's it's awesome. I, I do love it so much. Um, and again, as always, we always need calls. So if you have something you have a problem with or something you're dealing with or just have a rando question, leave a message for me and my guests at 323-763-0228. Again, that's 323-763-0228. Thanks so much. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.